We trying to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As you can tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. T-G-I-M. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Friday, and we are back with a brand new episode of your favorite show. That's right, TGIF. Now, of course, we're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, get you something to drink, and get ready for the tea. Let me introduce the fabulous co-host. First, let me introduce brand strategist, Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? Happy Friday. It's very happy day, and I'm super and where hungry. are you? Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> I was in Aruba, then New York, got home for a day, and then I got on the plane. I'm in New uh, Where am I? I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> shooting a movie. I'm, I got my first lead. It's a big role. It's a movie called Mafietta, and I get to play a bitch, so it's so hard for me to get into <laughs> Well, travel safe. Thank you. And please welcome talk show host and personality, Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? You playing a bitch, you must be filming your biopic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all. How'd you know? <laughs> I, I, you know what? It was like they had, we had last minute changes today, but the scene that I didn't think we had to do today, I had to really like kind of be, mm. uh-huh. it was so, why is it so fun to play bad girl or bad guy? Yeah, it's I so mean, especially fun. when it's contrary to your real life. It's yeah. fun. It's kind of like role play in the bed, you know, like fantasy world. I get to be something I'm not. So it's an escape. What's the what's the biggest role play y'all have done sexually? Oh, girl, get out of business. What's the biggest one you've done? Right. Um, I did a rape fantasy <laughs> with one that went wrong. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. And I, ooh. <laughs> uh, I said, no matter what I say, don't stop. And then I got two leg cramps and both calves at the same time. And I was like, stop, stop. And he was like, he wouldn't. And then at the end, he said, damn, you're a good actress. I'm like, not really. <laughs> so I did um, teach or stay after school for detention. And you were the student? <laughs> I was the teacher. Oh, God. Oh, okay, teacher. i tell you <laughs> one that I did that went wrong is I did the cop arresting and I actually never had the keys to the handcuff. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we had to call a locksmith, like seriously. I had to call a locksmith to come in and take, because they were real handcuffs that I had gotten from a real officer. Oh, boy. Wait, was the officer in the fantasy? <laughs> no, the officer. <laughs> Not that day. <laughs> you know what? If y'all want to hear more of our business, as you see, I'm answering questions. We answering questions. So we're going to answer questions in a whole segment at the very end of the show. So submit your questions you have for myself, Alan Funky, and we'll do, do our very best to get to your little shady-ass questions. Um, what, what fellas are y'all drinking tonight? Yes. So I am releasing my better self tonight. And I am drinking. I'm not unlocking it. I'm uh, well. I'm locking it up, then, rather. If I was unlocking it, I'm locking up my better self <laughs> and unleashing my worst self. And I got a very strong, very strong, like this much vodka and this much cranberry. <laughs> it's been a long week. So you about to be on one of those? I'm about to be on one all weekend. I want to be less. <laughs> say less. I'm yeah, drinking we- a white wine Pinot Grigio. Well, I'm in a hotel, and um, this ain't one of them super big budget films, but it's a Jack. But it, it there's no mini bar. Mm-hmm. But still, it's a film. Congratulations in a main role. Cut it out. Thank you. I have a lot to do in this role. It, I can't wait for y'all to see. I will invite y'all to the premiere. Um, and real quick, y'all, I see y'all in the chat already starting with the rape fantasy. It was a boyfriend. I'm like, just no matter what I say, like just just say, just keep on going. Just relax, y'all. That's why I'll be telling y'all my business. Okay, anyways, speaking of people's business, let's get into it. Oh, Al got into it, actually. Uh, Al had the chance to interview fashion designer Dapper Dan at New York Fashion Week, and I saw you drop the TGIF stats on him. What did you guys talk about? That's so interesting. I think we have some footage on this. Do you guys have footage of, of my time with Dapper Dan or not? 
So listen, Dapper Dan is the first black designer to win the Jeffrey Bean Lifetime Achievement Award. That's like the Oscars of fashion. He's the first and only black designer to do it. And the interesting thing that we talked about, Claudia, it's funny that you asked it, is that he, we talked about something that James DeBose, our CEO, says all the time, which is stay the course. Because he says stay the course. He went from poverty where he made mud castles because they didn't have toys as a child to becoming a drug dealer to transforming his life and going back to high school at 23 years old and becoming one of the most distinguished persons in the fashion industry associated with one of the largest fashion um, houses in the world. And this is the same guy that literally used to cater with his fashions to street gangsters and to drug pens like New York Freddie and Pee Wee Kirtland to now having clients like Beyonce, Tracy Ellis Ross, you know how sophisticated she is Megan Thee Stallion, 2 Chains, and even LL Cool J. We went on a journey in our conversation that I can't wait to share more with our Fox Soul um, family. It was simply amazing to be in a room with such an icon and that he allowed me to spend time with him. And thank you, James. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Justin. Everybody who helped me put this together. It really meant a lot to be in a room with someone uh, as incredible and iconic as that. Well, day. hopefully you post the interview on your page so the soulmates had uh, get a chance to go listen to your interview with him. Okay. <laughs> well, know, I, just hopefully a, I just had a quick idea. You know what, Al? You did the thing in D.C. on the red carpet, and then you were out there in the streets with Dapper Don. I could see something was like, "Where's Al?" Or Al on the streets talking to the people because <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And I told y'all my story about how. BET messed up my feet on the red carpet. <laughs> I ain't got no interest in doing it. But Al, I think that'd be real cute for you to be out on the street, like interviewing the people. Right, right. the street anyway, Oh, and bring it back to TGIF. And bring it back to TGIF. Yeah, that could be really yeah. cool. But but real people, not ladies of the night. Like, don't be <laughs> Okay, you know what? Let's move on because we're going to save all the messy stuff for the last segment of this show. I feel like it's going to be messy tonight with y'all. All right, y'all. Uh, speaking of messy, M and Mickey, you know. Nikki Minaj is suing gossip blogger Marley Green, who goes by the name Nosy Ho, for defamation and is seeking $75,000 in damages because Green alleged that Nikki has a drug problem. Green claims Nikki was shoving all this cocaine up her nose. That's her words. Green said, we all know it's true. Bleep. Listen, I can't even say allegedly with that because we know it's true. I'm not saying allegedly on that. She also said Green said Nikki Minaj is a cokehead. Her husband is a rapist. We all saw that. I covered that for weeks. All right, y'all. Um, this has been all over the internet, and, and I got people sending me stuff on this as well. What are your thoughts on Nikki's lawsuit? Al, let's start with you. You think she Well, has you know what? The, the internet is saying that she's she was up 48 hours tweeting, and they feel like that maybe there was some type of drug use uh, involved in that. But let me tell you something. It's, the interesting thing for me to see is how these rappers, these female rappers, aren't taking it from these bloggers anymore, and they are suing them like Cardi B and Tasha K. Now, Nikki did say on her podcast, this is the hot tea on her podcast Saturday that she is going to be suing three bloggers and we saw that this one just breaked but she also mentioned Hollywood Unlocked and uh, what's this Armand Wiggins according to the internet I think there's going to be a change in how these celebrities continue to take this crap that these bloggers are putting out on them and I think you know Cardi B was the one that led this force okay she did get it. She did kick it off. Uh, Q, what do you think about this? So, you know, it, it, it's two things that come to mind. Number one, the first thing that comes to mind was I felt like the amount was too small, especially right. after we're seeing. Let me back up. Not that I want anybody to be sued for millions of dollars. It just baffled me that she was only suing for seventy five when Tasha K was sued for you know, millions. That was number one. Number two, you know, as a YouTuber, blogger, blogger of about 13 years now, this was my biggest concern coming off the heels of um, the Cardi B, Tasha K thing. You know, there, there was a world once upon a time where we used to be able to give our opinions and our whatever, whatever, um, and talk freely. That was the fun thing about the internet. But it's starting to feel like now the internet space is about to really get buttoned up like network TV, which will take some of the fun out of it. But I think there's something else that's interesting that we must mention about this nosy whole person. We got we can't forget that um, she also interviewed 
the lady that Kenneth Petty was convicted of. So this is less to do, in my opinion, about the cokehead allegations. I think that's just an end that Nikki is looking for, and more to do with she is upset with anybody who provides a platform to that woman who her husband was convicted of raping. And so, I don't know, for me, it seems like Nikki is becoming a little bit unhinged because as the Fox Soul viewers checked me in the comments last last week when, when we kept saying allegedly, 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 he was convicted of it. He mm -hmm. is a convicted rapist. There's no allegedly about it. That's what the T is. And the courts found him guilty. That lady has the right to tell her story, Nikki, and you can't get mad at people for providing her a platform. It's not our fault that your husband married you and this story becomes a story because of your celebrity. That's not our fault. That's yours. Um, I think Nikki's going to have a problem with these... Uh the uh, slander uh, lawsuit for being called a cokehead. Now, she did say some things about her son, which weren't cool. So there was a guy, I was just trying to look through my um, Instagram right now, that sent me a video of another blogger that did a deep dive. And he um, pulled up interviews, uh, well, Nikki on her lives, where she was taking questions. And she said, oh, if you want to know my drug of choice, listen to my music. Then he went and played a... Uh, clips of her from her songs that said, you know, in Tokyo, getting Tokyo, stuff like that. Um, mm. Talking about powder and sniffing. Um, you don't have to believe me. You can go on YouTube and look it up. I will find his name and I'll put it in my story and y'all can see it for yourself and then you guys can decide. So I think that's going to be a little bit tricky because she's on lives and on record basically admitting to it. So I don't and, know how much of a case you have to slander with that. And if that's true. Let me be very honest with the people. You know, y'all, please do not be naive. Cocaine is the drug of choice in Hollywood. It is more widespread and more rampantly used than you know, all right? If I could give y'all the tea, y'all already know my tea, honey. I ain't gonna never sit up here and act like I ain't never did it because there's like four years worth of blogs spraying all my business in the streets. But I gave my life to God and I changed, <laughs> okay? Because I'm doing what? Unlocking my better self. But baby, if I tell y'all some of the people that I don't got high with, okay? Because let me tell you something, baby, I don't got high with some of the best of them. If I tell you some of the people I don't got high with, you really would be surprised. But I'm going to save that for my memoir. At least wait till they die before I tell all their business. So basically, it's a lot more common than we than we. It think. is very common in Hollywood. Yeah, maybe that's so, why they. So much so to the point where it, it really isn't that big of a deal. Like, right. I mean, that that literally is how widespread and common it is. Well, we will definitely keep you guys updated on what happens, what transpires with that. Okay, now shortly after the announcement of Nikki's lawsuit, Cardi B likes the following tweet from a Twitter user. Dope Boy Fleek, who wrote, now everybody want to start suing people. It, it was just a problem when Cardi was suing people. Now Cardi B responded to Dope Boy Fleek's tweet after it was shared on the Neighborhood Talk and wrote, I don't care what y'all say, because I bet the same people commenting were the same ones calling me weak, sensitive, and saying I needed tougher skin when a woman lied on my health, father, my mother, and harassed all my friends and family. Natasha K seemingly replied to Cardi's post and wrote, someone say my name. And Cardi responded, nobody said your name, send my check. Uh, what are your thoughts on Cardi's response to the ongoing feud between Cardi B and Tasha K? Q, let's start with you. I hate knowing stuff. I know. Uh -oh. Tell it. I'm not getting involved in this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to opt not to tell it. Um... Cardi is not wrong for feeling a way about Cardi is not wrong for having something to say about Nikki now wanting to sue for the same reason that Cardi sued. And I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. We respect that. Al? 
I listen, I have a couple of questions. Now, I thought it was funny because Cardi B was like, run me my money when Tasha Cape stuck her nose in that whole situation. I'm surprised the two of them haven't blocked each other, but that's another story. But this is my question to Claudia and Q, and maybe y'all can help me. Where is Tasha K these days? Did she move to Africa? Because we know she if she lives in Africa, does she still have to pay her US debt? Because we know that all her wages have been garnished. We know that all her personal assets, including her house, are garnished because that has she has to pay that debt to, to Cardi B. Uh, is she full time in Africa now? Because we saw recently she went live and she was still talking junk to Cardi B when she went live. What's the deal with that? Q, do you know, do you know the T on that? I thought she just threw a scarf on and she ain't really in Morocco, like you said, because Morocco doesn't well, Morocco doesn't have they can't they won't extradite, but this isn't a criminal case. This is a civil case, right? So I don't know. Is she really in Morocco, Q? You know her. Well, we, we know that they garnished her wages as well as her assets. Q, look at Q, Q. <laughs> <laughs> so, full transparency, I do know where the lady lives, okay? <laughs> I know where the lady lives. I know where the lady at. Is she in Florida? But the lady did not give me permission to reveal Okay. where she lived and where she's at and so I'm I'm not going to do that you know what I'm so saying so that's that's french y'all can I... say whatever y'all want to <laughs> say in the comments he he don't talk about his friends and he friends with her and everybody whatever you want to say you won't want me to tell if somebody didn't release where they live you won't you won't want nobody to tell on you either so I'm not telling where that lady stay at but she don't stay in Atlanta <laughs> I just found it funny that she just I feel like she just went like this <laughs> I'm in Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we being messy tonight. And, and, and uh, 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 so I'll speak to that. Wait, we got to take a break, okay? <laughs> we come back. Tasha K, girl, if you watching us from Miami or Cleveland or if you in uh, Long Beach, wherever you at, I know you in the States, man, holla at us real quick. We ain't going to tell you. We ain't going to drop your location. I want to know. We'll be right back after the break. <laughs> Welcome back to TJF. It's Claudia Jordan here. I am also now living in Morocco. I, I don't want to pay Bentley. So um, catch me if you can. <laughs> Claudia, did you say you were drinking? What? what? Oh, I'm drinking this Moroccan wine. Where in the world is Claudia San Diego? <laughs> Oh, I gotta get to the chat. So the chat is like they're all, you know, we were talking about Tasha K and the whole she's in, you know, whether or not she's living in Morocco and you know her whole case, her ongoing feud with Cardi B. And Cardi's like, I take houses, run me my money. Okay. So I there's some comments here. Let me go ahead and go to the comments. Keisha Paul says she says she lives in Florida. Stevie Ray says she's not in Africa. Um uh living life six five two one says stop holding back, you snitch. <laughs> um, let me see what else they said. Uh, Vibe says, I wonder if she owns student loans. Um, let's see. Let's see. She's on vacation away from Cardi. And then um, somebody says she in Miami working at Trick Daddy Restaurant. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the one that got me. <sighs> then Uganda, Zamunda, Saudi Arabia with Phaedra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Miss Rocker 44 says she's in Miami. She work at Trick Daddy Restaurant. Oh, That's too funny. RS says, I think it's going to end bad for Tasha. Well, well, Q, when you speak to her, just get, send her our regards. And we hope <laughs> Morocco got some cutie pies. They got some good food over there, too. Oh, she's married. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's my, favorite. Right. That's my favorite city to hang out at. Miami? Morocco. Oh, the country of Morocco is your favorite city. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, uh, hey, y'all. Um, Yeezy, uh, Yee, yay, whatever. Kanye terminated his Yeezy partnership with The Gap. Now, in a letter from his attorney, Yeezy said The Gap failed to meet obligations in the agreement, including distribution, distributing products to store locations and opening stores that only sold Yeezy clothing. On Thursday, Kanye appeared on CB. Uh, CNBC's closing bell to explain the reason behind his decision. Now, he said, don't bring a leader in and have him not lead. Why would I argue with people who are getting paid by the gap? I'm sorry. I'm not going to argue with people that are broker than me about money. Q, what do you think about this and the end of this partnership? And what do you think about what he had to say about broke people, us broke people? You know what? So listen, based on Kanye West's previous 
track record with throwing hissy fits and stuff, I was ready to light into his ass about this bipolar moment at The Gap. It's like your clothing line just came out two damn weeks ago in the garbage bags. Now you're snatching the line back. But after listening to him, whether you agree with him or not, they broke the contract. If the contract says X, Y, Z, and they did not fulfill, you know, X, Y, Z, then he has the right to terminate the partnership. Now, I think, um, I think expecting the gap to open Yeezy stores all across the country was a bit ambitious from go. But if they put that in the paperwork and said they would do it and reneged on it, then he's well within his right to end the partnership with them. I'd be so surprised if you break a contract with like the gap wouldn't know better than to break a contract, you know? Yeah, I thought it. I think you hit it right on the head that the CEO and the president has come out and he's been very transparent about their contractual obligations and what they have actually done and were willing to still do. It's not the issue, though, here. The issue here is that Kanye wants it done when Kanye wants it done. And that's the problem. Let's talk about all the multi-million dollar partnerships that Kanye has terminated because they didn't do what he said said that he wanted them to do. Can we start with Nike? Don't you remember when he had the multi-million dollar contract with Nike that he, quote, terminated because of the red Octobers and the royalties issue? Let's talk about the contract with Kim Kardashian that he terminated. Let's talk about last week, the Adidas contract that he terminated because they didn't do what he wanted. And this week, let's talk about him terminating his contract with the gap this has less to do with people doing what they're saying and more to do with kanye not um what's the best word to say uh waiting until they do it instead of wanting it when he wanted my thing is the common denominator here is you've walked away from four multi-million dollar uh, contracts with billion dollar companies that all are net worth higher than yours. Why are you doing this? Who is this about? Is it about them all the time? Or do you have something to do with it? At this point, I think he doesn't need to do another partnership with a major billion dollar company. He needs to use his own equity and start his own business and fight with himself. You know, it's not unusual to have issues with corporations and, you know, and 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 contract uh, disputes and disagreements. I mean, I've, I've had lawsuits with companies that I've won. I'm three, you know. But when it's always like this, I don't know how many he's on right now. How, how, how many are we on? He's on a lot. It seems like he just can't make it gel with anyone. And for, to be, maybe his brilliance is getting in his way, you know, and he's so demanding. I'm going to say this. I'm going to go on a limb. You're becoming a richer man's version of Dame Dash. Dame had it all. He had all these, he was in position. He was partners with Jay-Z. And I'm sorry, I have to say this. I've never seen someone like fumble their own bag like this. And I, I, I know Kanye has so much more money that I don't think he'll be broke ever. But he's kind of on that same path of like burning all these bridges with companies. And at the end of the day, we still know you're smart. We still know you're talented, but you are doing yourself a disservice with all these. Cause I, how many other big companies are going to want to jump right, in right, business right, with right. him when they see, I mean, two in a month. <clears throat> yeah. Who's signing up for that? You have a point. All right, y'all. Well, maybe they need to link up and I don't know, create some kind of <laughs> new record. All right, y'all substitute teacher teacher uh, at North Caddo uh, elementary middle school in Louisiana was fired after being accused of offering students $5 a piece to bully and attack one of their classmates, uh, 24-year-old Adriana Smith, was charged on Monday and charged with five counts of contributing to the delinquency of juveniles and malfeasance in office. The Caddo Police Department released this statement. The substitute teacher sat on the bleachers while the victim laid on the gym floor and later got up. Smith never helped the victim and did not report the incident. She had her own little version of Fight Club, like with little kids. What are your thoughts on the story? Q, let's go to you first, because, you know, you're most likely to fight a kid. So what do you think about this? So, you know, the funny thing about it is when I read the story, I was hoping that it was high school age students. And I was actually prepared to get on this show and be like, that student probably was trying that substitute and she found some kids in there to whoop his you know what 
you know what I'm saying, to get her get back. When I found out that it was middle school age, I was like, uh, that's too young, because I'm not going to lie to you. Where I come from, teachers have turned a blind eye to that bad student in the class. Like, if they're getting beat up or jumped, they've hit the pause button for a good 20 seconds before they went and called security, because that kid kind of had it coming. Um, middle school is too young, but the funny thing about it is, based on her ponytail, production put her back up. Based <laughs> on her ponytail, she looked like she 13 her own damn self. You know what I'm saying? She had, look at that stingy-ass ponytail. Look at it. It's, <laughs> it's giving real, like, you know, I'm trying out for ninth grade volleyball next year, um, which speaks to a larger point. You know, I, I think we're getting to a point now where we got to start talking about ages of substitute teachers because 24, 24 these days is really 15 in the 90s. So. Okay. Al, I'm so, you know what, Q? Good job. I expected you to take the bait mm -hmm. and go lowbrow on that and say you jump in the ring with those kids, but less no. than five dollars. You, you know what? Know. You are really unlocking your, your better self. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the low, I'm going to take the low road this time. What? Let me tell you, this, okay, this instance, absolutely undebatable, was horrible. It was downright inappropriate, but I have a confession, y'all. Now, you know, I've done all the jobs in the world. So when I was in graduate school, I used to substitute teach because they paid you $150 a day to substitute. So I was substituting at a high school called Laurel Park High School, and it's near Martinsville, Virginia. And there was this one student in my class that just wore me out like... Oh, they were just such a bully. When I tell you, I contemplated because all you can do as a substitute teacher is you can send them to the office. And what does the office do? The office sends them back to the classroom. I promise you, I had contemplated because all the students, the students know when you're going through some stuff and they'll come up to you and they'll say, hey, you want us to help you take care of this? You know, we got you. We got you. I contemplated uh corralling a few to help me take care of that bad student. That's my confession. I know it's wrong. I know 100% that it wasn't right, but I definitely see if that child was causing a problem, why that teacher paid to knock them off. Hmm. I like Sorry. That. Yeah. So you wanted to get the kids a bully and, and jump the little kid that was giving you problems? <laughs> All yeah, I want to say is the that they were world. making my, they were, that bully was making my day for eight hours of the day, H-E-L-L. -L. It was the worst. It was the worst. And so you don't have, and you can't, you can't like jack them up. You can't grab them. You can't touch them. You can't really dis discipline them. All you do is send them to the principal's office. I, I honestly, I did want to find a different alternative. I got to be honest. Well, thanks for your transparency. And I know no, we're going to take a quick commercial break before we get Al arrested. We're going to be right back, y'all. We find out something new every day. Welcome back to TGIF. Now, if you like the show and enjoying it, please give us some likes on our YouTube channel. Please go ahead and like, hit that like button. Thank you so much. All right, y'all, you know I love me, my cats. They are like family to me. They mean the world to me, but I'm gone a lot. So that litter box be getting a little bit hectic. So let me just talk to you about this real quick. Uh, now, when my cats are, are healthy, they're happy, and that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when they're healthy because you can't really tell with cats. Now, helping me know that my cats are healthy is just one reason why I am a new fan and I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odors instantly, and there's no more cat bathroom smell. You know that ammonia smell that most litter boxes have? Well... That's why this litter is so good. Like it, that smell is just, you know, knocked all the way down. And um, it's also less dusty. Now it does a lot more than just make the litter box easier to scoop. And I'm gonna tell you why. Now Pretty Litter's super light crystals, crystal base also minimizes the mess and dust. Plus the crystals, they last up to a month, which is a long time. So that's less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can. Now here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter, y'all. Listen to this. It changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illness in my cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney diseases. So let me tell you, cats are not like dogs. When something's wrong, they just, they're just silent. They silently suffer. They don't tell you. So a litter that changes colors to tell you like something's going on, it's super, super helpful. 
Um, now, Pretty Litter ships free to my door in a small, lightweight bag. I never run out of it, and I don't have a huge container of litter taking up all kinds of space and stinking up my place. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Pretty Litter helps keep my cats healthy and keeps odors down. And trust me, you and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do in the Jordan house. So go to prettylitter.com slash T to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash T to save 20%. Now we'll be back with more TGIF. Go ahead and get that Pretty Litter if you're a cat owner. It will change your life. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. Also, uh, don't forget to submit your questions in the chat and who you want the question asked to. So we can get to that at the end of the show and y'all can ask your questions if you want to ask about our New York trip or our pass or whatever your little nosy behinds want to know. Okay, <laughs> go ahead and put those questions in the chat. All right, y'all, Bad Bobby, aka the Catch Me Outside Girl, has been invited to speak to students at Oxford Union, which is arguably the most prestigious debating society in the whole world. This is crazy. Bobby will follow in the footsteps of former speakers, President Reagan, Nixon, Carter, and Clinton, as well as Queen Elizabeth II, the Dalai Lama, Mother Teresa, Malcolm X, and Albert Einstein. What are your thoughts on Oxford Union granting bad Bobby? Barbie, this honor, I think this is mind-blowing. Al, is it blowing your mind? Um, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Shame on Oxford University for getting this influencer porn star who has appropriated black culture. Let's not forget she's guilty of that. Remember the box braids and the conversation that she had with Little Yachty? So she's going to go from appropriating black culture to now being a keynote speaker at one of the largest academic institutions in the world. No, I'm not here for that. And she will never be on the same level as additional people that have spoken, Claudia, are people like Morgan Freeman and Albert Einstein and Elton John. Nope, 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 nope. I would rather see Kim Kardashian before I see this young lady right here. Okay. Now, she's a porn star or allegedly a porn star? Did we see? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. No, well, no. No, no. Well, we're going to say allegedly porn star just so that we'll cover our bases. You want I just want to protect right. the show. So That's right. You're right. Another season. You know, our contracts are up for negotiation right now. So we complain. Just just, just give me two weeks, Al. I know. <laughs> two weeks. Let the ink dry, right? <laughs> like, right? Let the ink dry. <laughs> right? What do you think about this? You know, it, 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 it's really weird, and it's going to sound hypocritical coming from me, right? Because all of my success is by way of social media, right? You know, I'm, I'm a 13-year social media OG. You know, when I came out, the word influencer did not exist. The word YouTuber did not exist. I used to tell people I was a comedian or actor, neither here nor there. Um, here's the thing. When you start talking about prestigious universities and they validate people like her with giving them positions to talk, um, it further lends to this pattern that we are creating of putting people on pedestals who have no talent. Mm -hmm. There is nothing for this girl to speak to people at Oxford about other than the fact that she got lucky. She honestly got lucky. There is no skill or talent involved with anything that she does. She is not a bona fide businesswoman. If we really want to be honest, she made all of that money on OnlyFans off the backs of people who are borderline pedophiles, okay? She reads very young, prepubescent, and they were waiting to see her turn 18 and get naked, okay? That is how she made all that money on, 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 on Instagram. To Al's point, you know, at least the Kardashians at this point, their success involves strategy, marketing, finance, advertising. This is just somebody who got lucky and her stuff went viral. Nothing more, nothing less. I don't think we should be validating her by putting her on the same stage as that uh, Jimmy Carter and Morgan Freeman have sat on. It's, if anything, it's insulting and it's watered down the Oxford brand. I agree with everything both of you have said. And I like to add, how do you get a keynote speaker that's dumber than the audience? <laughs> These are students of Oxford. They're going to be like, really? Yeah. I'm in debt $70,000 a year to listen to this hood rat talk right. to me about what? You might yeah. as well interview a lottery winner because that's about the, the, the level 
But you I mean, love like, it. She's lucky she won the lottery. Listen, she hit it big. She took advantage of, of you know what? The state of America right now in society where you can take a crap on the floor and you can go viral. It's, and the funny thing about it is she didn't even do it. We did it because right. we liked it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you literally did nothing. You was being ignorant on Dr. Phil, and we liked it, and we sent it around. We did all the work. You didn't do nothing. It, you know what? You're right. It, it is a actual, um, it's actually our fault. It's society's fault that we keep elevating people with IQs under 100. Uh, allegedly, I don't know what her IQ is, but I'm. I, I, she's listen. What she, her image and what she's putting out is coming up very dumb, very hood radish, very ghetto, very trashy, and she made good because of people that are just sharing her videos. So it's right. it's, it's what came first, the chicken or the egg. But here is Oxford, one thing. Really, Oxford. Here, if I was a student in that school, I would be. I would want my money back for that. Here is one thing that I will say though, and 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 and, and, and we have to be legit about social media has been the great equalizer because what social media has done has provided lifestyles, wealth, and opportunities for people who otherwise systematically would have been locked out of that type of wealth. For lack of a better word, she's trailer trash. People from her background don't make it to millionaire status. And social media has uh, created a space for people from the hood and the trailer park to do so. Well, congratulations to her. She's a multi-millionaire. She's a bona fide star as far as the standard of stardom goes these days. And you're speaking at Oxford and we're speaking about you. She's doing better than all of us. Screw your degree from your school and your school out at my school. Shit, we should have just Disrespected our mamas on Dr. Phil or, Ricky, like, or something. <laughs> All right, y'all, whatever. We sound like haters, and I guess I we am. are. Uh, we are. I'm hating. <laughs> we, don't, we can admit it. We can admit we're hating and we're jealous. We are. All right, quick commercial break. We'll be back because we got to actually work. Damn. Welcome back to TGIF. Y'all being messy in the comments. I'm reading some of the questions that y'all submitting for later on. <laughs> Oh, but we need some more. Please give us your best questions that you always wanted to uh, be answered on our show, and we will read them in the last segment. So uh, go ahead and put who you want to ask to and what your question is. Uh, I can't wait to ask y'all the questions at the end. <laughs> hey, y'all, Sheree Whitfield uh, finally addressed the negative feedback she received after fans caught the fashion show for her now, her new clothing line, She by Sheree. During an interview with Yahoo's We Should Talk, Sheree revealed that her clothing brand shops at the same private label as Shein. Sheree said, but shame on that private label. Anything that you sell to Fashion Nova or Sheen, you shouldn't sell to somebody else. Sheree also says she's sending, she's physically hand signing each shirt, which is the reason why her prices are so expensive. Al, I know this is tough because we're friends with her. You're friends with her. You're really good friends with her. What are your thoughts on Sheree's comments? And you know, you don't even go, uh, don't even go to Al. Don't, okay, don't even, go, okay, you right. You don't right, even you. go to Al. Okay, let, go ahead, Q, let, 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 let me let me handle this right here. <laughs> Sheree is full of shit. Okay, Sheree is full of S H I T. Here's the gag: Sheree don't reverse engineer these answers. Number one, you can't come at us talking about. Your fashion label is based off private labeling, the same private label that sells to Shein and Fashion Nova. And those are not the clothes that you had on the runway. Tell the truth. You had all intentions on selling to the general public the clothes that you had on the runway of your fashion show. If you did not... And if those were not your intentions, then they would have strolled their asses up and down that runway in them plastic-ass clothes from Shein and Fashion Nova. That's number one. Number two, you are lying about all the shirts are going to be personally autographed by me, and that's why they're expensive. No, 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 no. You reverse-engineered the answer, and you plan in our damn face, and here is why. If that was your intention from the get-go, that would have been plastered across the damn shirt and the title of the shirt. It would have said, hand autograph, wrinkly ass shirt by Sheree 120. Third of all, Sheree, I don't think your signature is worth its weight in M&Ms, yet alone $120 damn dollars. 
Who in the hell want a damn autographed wrinkly shirt from damn charade? That's about as good as snot paper after I blow my damn nose, okay? You lying and the truth ain't in you. And then you got the nerve to be sitting your big calf ass on this interview playing in our damn face. We not stupid. Stop playing with people's intelligence. You would have been better off just shutting the hell up and letting this thing ride on out into the damn sunset. A matter of fact, I'll tell you what you do. Shut the damn website down. Just shut it down and go on about your business and let Sheba Charade continue to be invisible. Because in the words of Nini, when Phaedra didn't know her due date, stop saying that. You sound dumb. Real dumb. All right? Stop it. Now, what you could do, since you're going to go ahead and, and, and try to suck her. See, I was finna stop. I was going to let it go and go on to the next level. No. Exactly. Stop. Stop. Come what on. Do, instead of trying to justify selling us that CRAP crap for $120 and you only paid five for it, how about you adjust the price appropriately and rebrand as a boutique the way Rashida did? Now, I'm giving your ass free advice. If you're going to do Shein and Fashion Nova, then do it all the way. Do like Rashida do. Buy that cheap shit and pair it with a, 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 a Chanel bag and some red bottoms and twirl and swirl around the damn mirror and make us pay expensive for it. But you ain't finna just take no mess out no box. Tom about you finna sign it. Girl, if anything, that done devalued the damn Shein merchandise. Sheree, the last time you signed a check, they bounced. So why would somebody want to bounce no, ass thing? No, no, And no, we, no. Said, we need to go to commercial break. Already? No. No, we ain't got no more commercial. We ain't got no I like Shein and Fashion Nova. And Sheree's calves are not that big. She has a nice body. And her signature to her fans is worth a I'll say jump in I'll say something. This is a deal. You know, I just think it's 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 a new lane for her. And we had such a high expectation. I do think one thing that Q said that made a lot of sense was that she needs to kind of retreat and 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 rethink it and and redevelop some stuff and do it the right way and come back. Because Sheree definitely has people that are on her side who support her, who want to see her do well. And I'm one of those people. So I I feel like in her navigation, she kind of got off track a little bit. And the best interest is for her to maybe at this point pull back your line, iron out the wrinkles, and come back for a new relaunch. And that's okay. Getting it right is okay. Getting it right is okay. We don't want it. After listen, she had 14 years. Do you know what I can do in 14 years? I can go to elementary, middle school, high school, college and medical school in 14 years and get married and had two kids. I could do all of that in 14 years. Anyway, she anyway. still have not managed to get it right. Come on, come on. She Listen, we can give her a second chance. Claudia, go to the next story, please. Because we don't <laughs> spend a whole five minutes on this one. Let's go to the next story, please. You, know you see how um, soulmates, y'all see how Al be trying to back out when this I'm, I'm never going to back out. Listen, I, I'm a loyal, I'm a loyal friend. Listen, I, well, I can tell you that I can tell you that that interview felt awkward. I can tell you that there's some things that she got to work on. I personally wouldn't be talking right now during this this very very critical time in her branding. But you know, people got to do what they got to do, and they got to learn the lessons that they got to learn. I think she'll come out stronger on the other side. I think she needs to pull back, regroup, redo her line, and re relaunch. It's not. I have an idea. Al, you are a, a long-term brand strategist. You know all these people. Why don't you volunteer and, and take her on as a client and help her with her branding? Because I, too, would like to see her have a happy end. Because I do right. have people coming for her. And Q just, Jesus Christ. You'll be a damn when they say she don't pay. You better get it. I said pay. volunteer, Q. He can do it. That man got too much education to be volunteering <laughs> for that man. He got money. Claudia, I told you to go to the next story. <laughs> I don't you? take orders. I want to Tom wants you to help Sheree. I think the soulmate people want us to sit right here, baby. We got seven minutes. Y'all want to sit right here? Because I can, I can go for another seven, baby. We can sit. We can sit right here and let this story stew if you want to, baby. <laughs> I would rather talk about that woman that had a $2,000, 2,000 people body count. 
I want to talk about them clothes coming out that box. From China. <laughs> <laughs> we can go on to the next thing. Okay, Sheree, the views expressed by Funky Dineva. That, not those of Al Amon or Fox, so they are just from Funky Dineva. And Al, go work for your friend for free. Hey, y'all, um, does body count matter to you guys? Do y'all care about that? Yes. <laughs> Cute. Generally, no, but in this instance, yes. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, so, look, there's a lady on social media that has slept with a total of 2,000 people, men and women. Um, the question is, is her body count too high? I mean, of course it's high. Um, do y'all want to share your number? I would never. Um, do y'all want to share your number? Do men care about that kind of stuff? I'm going to be very honest with you. Like, I don't know what the number is. I don't like I every time I pull my pants down and lay down, I don't like go get an index card and write the number down. Um I've enjoyed my life. I'll say that. I've enjoyed my life, but I really don't know what the number is. I can tell you this though. I she shared that she started at 12 years old. She's now, what, 27, right? So over the course of 15 years, that woman has had 2,000 sexual partners. That means she's had 133 different sexual partners a year, which is about 13 different partners a month. So when you break it down to 13 partners a month, it doesn't sound so bad, right? Yeah, Wait, but what? you know what? The thing about it is, she lying. Let me tell you something. I get as nasty and freaky with the best of them. And Trina said in one of her songs that she could do it again. She be hunted by the time she 10. That's why she the baddest be. But ain't nobody laid up and had that much doggone sex. I think this is a lie for virality. She's a Jamaican rap artist. And now we now know her name. It's something the body. Mm. Um, and we now know her name. Ain't, there's, there's nothing you can do to convince me that she has sex with that many people unless she's been a prostitute streetwalker right, right. since the age of 12. No yeah, normal person going on through life. And how did she avoid, like, all the STDs? She did it in between her years. legs and in her butt. Probably looked like a Nestle <laughs> Crunch Bar if she slept with that many damn people. And we know the origins of COVID and monkeypox. <laughs> It came from her. She had to hunch the whole damn Jamaica talking about she hunched two two thousand people. Hell, Jamaica. No more, no more vodka for Q. <laughs> okay, I think we should get to the part where we answer questions. Was <laughs> reading them down today. Okay, we got to open oh, the chat to our fans, and they get to ask us anything. Are y'all ready? I'm afraid. Let's do it. I'm afraid too. Hold on. <laughs> All right, let's see what these people are talking about. Let's see what the first question is. Okay, Shayla. Everett, uh, my question is for Funky Q. What is the best piece of advice you ever received that has helped you become the person you are today? Oh, that's a very calm question. Okay, uh, really quickly, uh, Shirley Murdoch taught me when I did a play with her that it's never the audience's fault, that you always have to give them a show no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what's going on, and no matter how many people in the audience, it's never the audience's fault, and everybody deserves your best performance. Okay, stream it for us as uh, when it comes to that Odell Beckham uh, swinging both ways, the, the, the theory, allegedly, would Al or Q ever, well, let me ask you, Al, would you da consider dating him, Odell Beckham, if he is? Um, dating? I'm not too sure, because I'm, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I require a little bit more um, loyalty, but messing around, absolutely. Okay. Um... Shayla Everett, Claudia, what is your number one non-negotiable in a relationship? Um, if you talk to me in a disrespectful manner, I can't even do it. Or even friendships. I, I'm very defensive and sensitive about that. Like, it really is a way to make me just, and I'll go off. Um, Cammy wants to know, Q, would you date Tyler Perry? <laughs> <laughs> Yay, would we'll get some new tea. <laughs> Yes, but it would be under duress. <laughs> it would be because my bills was backed up and I was looking at the future of my family. Um, no, I, I've, I've actually met Tyler Perry one time, but I have not been in his company enough to know if there's any magnetism there. So um, I would gold dig with Tyler Perry right now, but as far as date legitimately, I honestly can't answer that. 
Okay. Is there, I mean, are we saying that Tyler Perry would date men? Is that what we're is is that what we're? No, that's not to? what we're saying because I get a lot of work out of Atlanta, filmed out of his studio, and I'm still trying to work and have my clearance when I go through the gate. So <laughs> oh, that's, we would, that's yeah, we not what we're saying. We're definitely not saying that because he is a, a man that has a, a child and he's a businessman and he is killing it in Atlanta. Hey, hey, hey. Tyler. <laughs> Um, let me see the question for Al about uh, getting married and starting a family. Oh, we did that already. They said, would you start a family? Oh, uh, Seymour Teckle, question for Al. You said you want a family. Do you see yourself having a family with a man or a woman? Um, at this point, I see myself probably doing foster care. So I, I'm really convinced that there are a lot of kids out there that need a home. I think I have the wherewithal and I have the resources to provide a very safe haven for them. And so if I were to do any type of family, now it, this could change, but how I'm thinking in my head right now is that it would be in the form of foster care, taking in two or three different foster children. Uh, Bernard Hill uh, says, this is for everybody. What did y'all really think of the Sherry Shepard show? I thought it was really good. It was a very lighthearted show um, that, you know, in this tough time we're in right now, we need more smiles and giggles. Yeah, I, I, I have to be honest. I thought that the flow and the pace was was awesome. I think that they have to figure out what their groove is. But I think just Sherry's energy and the blessing that you just see her walking in when you're in that room lets you know that something great is about to unfold. And she's been getting better and better every day and more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Janice Quinn, who are you dating, Claudia? Damn it, we have 15 seconds left. <laughs> Y'all see how she does? Al Reynolds, I fuck you, <laughs> But didn't we meet somebody? Oh, wait. Thank you for watching us. We um, did. We met somebody. Yes, we did. Stay tuned for the house. <laughs> Coming He's up next. Right, too, y'all. The future. So cool, right? All of those amazing new innovations that are going to make life even better. Like, wouldn't it be great to have a car that changes color to match your mood? Oh, wait, even better, your outfit. Buick is thinking about the future every single day. A future built around you with super smart Buick EVs that can make your life even better. And it's all out there waiting. So let's go to the future together. Join us at Buick.com slash future. Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. How can I help? Hi, thanks for telling my family and me about Toyota's national sales event. We got a new RAV4 during the event, and it's been great. Well, that makes me happy. Right now through September 6th, it is the best time to drive off in a new Camry Hybrid, Tacoma, and more. So what are you up to? You know, we took the RAV4 to a great spot, and now we're exploring a cave. Amazing. Yeah, my wife talked me into spelunking. I'm actually a complete and absolute amateur. Absolute amateur. Absolute amateur. Huh, I could have done without the echo on that. Toyota's national sales event is on. Visit your participating Toyota dealer today to enjoy every last second of summer. Toyota, let's go places. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Dealer inventory may vary. Event ends September 6th.